Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. I am super excited that you are here again today with me, sharing a couple of moments together. As you can see, I'm not sitting in my usual environment recording the podcast today. I am in Germany, as some of you might have picked up from my Instagram stories. I'm currently visiting my family here at home after going to a wonderful wedding in Portugal and before going to a couple of business engagements in Hamburg here in Germany and then further on to Dublin in Ireland. So yes, I'm just enjoying a couple of nice days together with my family. I haven't seen them for almost um, a year, for almost 10 months, I think. And so it's really nice to just spend some summer time here in my little village that I grew up in. So today I'm sitting in my sister's little podcast office or setup um, in order to talk with you about a topic that has been life-changing for me and that I really think um, we should talk about in this podcast today. It's all about burnout. And as some of you might know, as some of you that have been following me for a while now know, I have been suffering from burnout myself. I was diagnosed with burnout last year in August, so exactly a year ago. So it's kind of my burnout one year anniversary, if you want to call it that way. And I thought it would be the perfect time to talk with you a little bit more about burnout and create awareness around What is burnout actually and what has it to do with depression and anxiety? Because really often we talk about these three terms together. <clears throat> and then at the same time, I also want to talk with you a little about and I also want to talk with you a little about and I also want to talk with you a little bit about my own journey, my own experiences, my own learnings, and how I'm feeling one year later. So first of all, burnout is a feeling of extreme physical and emotional exhaustion. And by the World Health Organization definition, burnout is the feeling from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. So let me say that again. Burnout is um, resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And as you know, more and more people speak about burnout today, more and more people suffer from more burnout, especially in the first world countries, especially in highly developed countries where a lot of people are working a lot. Um, and I've been actually looking at a couple of statistics as well for you because I was really curious to learn more about how many people are actually diagnosed or if affected by burnout. Um, and I found some statistics that around 57% of people um, in the UK have been, or 57% of people have been diagnosed with burnout in the UK. And in the US it's around 50%. So that's a very, very high number of people that are struggling with burnout symptoms. And I want to talk to you and I want to tell you a little bit more about my own personal story and how I 
how I felt and what was going on in my life around the same time last year when I made the decision to go to the doctor um, and found out that I that I had burnout. So I had been struggling um, with just stress and feeling extremely tired and exhausted and also having a lot of negative thoughts on my mind for a while until one early Thursday morning last year in August I decided to go to the doctor. I hadn't I didn't really know what was going on I just knew that I couldn't go on in my life anymore that way because I was exhausted I felt like I was not being myself anymore I had a lot of negative thoughts on my mind and um, I was constantly worried I was constantly feeling extremely nervous and at the same time, I started to have a couple of physical symptoms as well. I had a lot of, I was suffering a lot from indigestion. Um, sometimes I felt so tired and exhausted that I felt like I was blacking out. Um, and at the same, or like I felt really dizzy and nauseous. And then at the same time, when I would go to bed in the, at night, I would have trouble falling asleep. My heart would race. Um, I was really really stressed out and I felt like I was I had just run a marathon um, so I had a really hard time to fall asleep and kind of settle down and rest um, and sometimes I would even wake up in the middle of the night and um, yeah and just feel feel really nervous and really excited and worried um, and having a really hard time to go back to sleep so those were kind of my symptoms right and I also maybe one or two more things um, I also felt like um, I felt not like myself anymore. I think that was kind of the biggest signal and how that showed was that I was constantly getting in fights with my partner. I constantly had um, some different um, conflicts with, with co-workers, with friends, with family members. I felt like I was just really unhappy all the time and I felt like I was in my head all the time. So when I would have... Um, my weekends I felt like I couldn't really relax and I was always in my head already like three days ahead all of the things that had to get done and so I was really worried and at the end so really really at the end before I went to the doctor I started having thoughts um, that were not very healthy anymore that I know nowadays um, but I, f I was thinking like oh I wish I could stay in Tahoe as you know um, I was commuting on a weekly basis between Tahoe City and Mountain View which is a around four hour drive in order to go to work and then I would stay at work from Monday to Thursday and then work from home Friday um, so I was constantly commuting 225 miles per week and um, one direction in order to kind of be at work and then be at home so while I was being at home I was always thinking hey it would be so nice I I was literally thinking that I was thinking it would be so nice if I if something would happen to me. I wish I would have an accident or I wish um, I would be get hurt so I don't have to do this drive anymore and I don't have to go back to work. Those were the thoughts that I had. Um, and I didn't really know if that was normal or, you know, I don't know, they just kind of came into my head and then they left again. And I don't know, I wasn't really familiar with any mental diseases or with depression and anxiety, so I had no idea. I just woke up one morning and I knew I couldn't go on like this in my life because I was extremely 
exhausted, I was extremely unhappy, um, I, I felt like I was kind of projecting all of my unhappiness to all of the other people around me and making them responsible for how I was feeling. So I was like, okay, this is enough, I just need to take care of myself, this can't go on like this anymore. Um, I need to go and see a doctor and see what he or she has to say to all of this. So I went to the doctor's office, um, I got an appointment and they asked me to fill out a questionnaire um, that just said health questionnaire and it asked me questions around, you know, how I was feeling. It was me asking me questions around how often um, per day for the last two weeks I was feeling, for example, um, worried, how, um, if I was feeling disconnected from work, if I was feeling um, like I couldn't sleep, like how often, you know, I had trouble falling asleep, how often I would wake up, all these different kind of things. They also asked me if I would have kind of suicidal thoughts, which I didn't really have suicidal thoughts, right? But I guess that's the first stage of the things that I was completely feeling and thinking. I was thinking about hurting, not really hurting myself, but I was hoping something would happen to me so I could kind of stop um, not going to work. And so I had to fill out this survey and this questionnaire and then when I got to the doctor's office and the doctor um, finally saw me, she said to me, oh well, it sounds like you're, you're dealing with a lot of stuff and you're feeling pretty um, exhausted and burned out and I said yes um, I do I don't really know what's going on I'm like I just have all of these thoughts and I yeah I just feel generally pretty exhausted and she said well based on the results um, that I have here in front of me it looks like you have depression and anxiety and I was like wow okay um, you know, I never had put kind of a name or a word behind the feelings that I had. Um, and I didn't know that burnout almost equals depression. And I will talk a little bit about that in a second. But I was shocked. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I was shocked and at the same time, as I guess, relieved as well. Because I was finally having an explanation to all of the things that were going on emotionally and physically. <clears throat> so I was talking, of course, with a doctor. You know, we ordered some blood tests as well to make sure that everything else is going well and she recommended me to stay at home for a while so um, that was you know news for me definitely but I knew that I couldn't go on this way anymore and it was okay for me at that point because I had been struggling for so many weeks and so many months and almost felt like so many years that I just knew that I didn't want to go on like this anymore because I would just continue to kind of destruct myself for for somebody else and not really for what I believed and what I wanted to do um the doctor also offered me um, antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicine but I decided not to take any of this because I am a firm, I, I, and this is my absolute complete personal opinion and it doesn't mean that what you're doing is incorrect but I personally absolutely not believe in any type of medication and any type of drugs um, to, to help you feel better because I firmly believe that if your body is giving you signals, if your body is trying to tell you something, there's a big reason of why why that is and if you're just numbing these feelings if you're ignoring them or if you're kind of trying to remove those symptoms that your body is giving you I think that you're just making it worse and I didn't want to kind of numb these feelings and I didn't want to 
trick my body into believing that I'm feeling better even though I wasn't. I didn't want to just kind of, you know, take a couple of pills and um, for a couple of weeks and then return to work and continue as if nothing had happened. Um, so I said thank you very much but I don't want to take any medication. I'd rather stay at home and figure things out um, than to, uh, yeah, to just take medication even though this would be probably the longer route to recovery, right? It would probably take me longer um, to get back into my full self um, before I could return to work. So that was my own personal decision um, because, again, that's just what I believe in. I'm from Germany as well. Um, you know, I think medication here and drugs are not that big yet than in the US. Um, I know a lot of people, I have a lot of clients that are on antidepressants, um, on sleeping aid, all these different kinds of things. And I always believe that this is not the way to go because if you are having trouble sleeping, if you have a headache, it's, it is, is a signal of your body to tell you that maybe it's been too much and so so yeah so anyway so I stayed at home for a total of three months at the end um, and yeah and had to go through through all of this right like all of a sudden I found myself being at home um, that was not planned so initially I felt almost more anxious than before because I had no plan and um, I had no idea what I was doing I felt extremely guilty um, for my team and for the project I was working on, for my work that I stayed at home for so long and had to kind of let everything go. Um, especially, I think, because a mental health disease is not like a broken arm or a broken leg where you can just, you know, show up at work and be like, oh, here, I had this um, broken arm, that's why I had to maybe stay stay away for a couple of weeks. But a mental health disease, I feel like still has this really negative stigma around that you're crazy um, or that you're not taking care of yourself or something else is going on. So I felt extremely guilty um, and I felt really alone as well because again like nobody is in my own head so it's really hard to describe to people how of how I was feeling um so yeah so that was definitely a tricky kind of period for me but I knew what I was you know letting myself into I was it was really important for me to take care of myself and figure things out so one thing that I did in that three months period was I took a week um, and I went into the mountains. I was already living in the mountains, but I really wanted to completely disconnect from everything. So I went to Mammoth, which is another uh, mountain in the Sierra Nevada, close to close to Tahoe and in the in California. And I went hiking for a week. I literally took my dog, I took my backpack, I stayed with a friend for a week that was not there. He just offered me his apartment. And every day I would just go on 15 mile, 20 mile hikes and I would just enjoy the beauty of nature and be alone with my thoughts and think about what the hell I am going to do next or what the hell I was doing. And that was a really healing period for me, even though during that time, that was maybe two or three weeks after I initially started to be at home, I still felt extremely anxious. Um, and it was really interesting for me because, and I learned as well from doing a lot of research, that once you are anxious, um, it takes a while for your body to, you know, kind of calm down and reproduce a normal level of stress hormone release. Um, because obviously, when you're feeling anxious, um, you have... A lot of stress hormones that are released in your body which are responsible for a high heart rate and feeling extremely nervous and 
worried and fearful, which I didn't know at the time. I had no idea until the doctor literally told me that I was suffering from anxiety. I had no idea what that feeling in my stomach was that I was always experiencing. And it was really powerful for me to put a word behind it because I had no idea. I had really no idea what was going on. Um, I remember I was laying I was doing exercises or I went to yoga classes and I felt this really nervous kind of stomach feeling, you know, when you are having a presentation or when there's something really important going on in your life and you have this like those like ants going in your in your body. This is kind of how I felt all the time. So it took really a while for my body to regulate that back into, I guess, normal, normal patterns. Um, and it was really interesting to kind of observe how, how that was going. Um, so after the first month, I had a check-in with my doctor and we talked about how I was feeling. I said, well, I'm doing a little bit better, but at the same time, I'm still feeling extremely anxious um, and I just need more time because I decided to not take any medication. I just wanted to give my body the time it needed in order to heal. So yeah, and obviously, as you know, today, um, it also gave me a huge inspiration for what I'm doing today because I really interested myself in what is depression what is anxiety what is burnout why does that happen to me and why does that happen to us in general why are so many people affected and um, yeah I learned a lot about this topic over the three months period I'm a very you know I guess um, intelligent person but like I need to feed my brain in order to understand what's going on with myself so I did a lot of research I was reading a lot of different books and um, I went to a couple of different workshops and seminars as well and um, I was traveling a little bit you know there was a lot of different things that I did in order to take care of myself and one big thing that I did during that period as well is that I started my first morning routine I had heard about it a lot beforehand um but um, I really, you know, I had the time to really get into a morning routine. And so I started to kind of test out what I was liking and how I can, you know, how I can organize myself in the morning in order to really feel calm and empowered before go going into my day. So all of these things happened in these three months. And then I returned to work with a huge passion of for stress management and with a huge passion to help other people and to share my story because as I mentioned I felt so alone during that period like even my partner my family they had a hard time understanding how I was feeling and so I felt really alone and I felt always a little bit like a fraud I always felt guilty I always felt like is it okay that I'm taking so much time off um, is it really selfish to do this um, is it okay you know like I, I always questioned myself and yeah, and you know, obviously nowadays I've been talking to so many people with similar experiences and I know today that I wasn't alone, but at the time I did feel very alone. So when I got back to work, um, and this is kind of a story that I told before, if you remember, my very first podcast episode is all about this as well, but I think it's really important to tell you the story um, because I'm really passionate obviously about it as well, um, but to also show you how important it is to share how you feel. So for me, obviously, um, <clears throat> I was I felt really empowered. I came back to work and um, I wanted to help other people because I felt like uh, we didn't talk enough yet about mental health and the importance of taking care of yourself and also how it came 
that I what I was suffering from depression and anxiety because I always felt like an extremely healthy and I always felt like an extremely healthy person. I worked out a lot and um, I ate really healthy foods. I really thought that I was taking care of myself and yet I still suffered from burnout and that was kind of a contradiction to me because I in my head I was always thinking okay if I take care of my physical body I should be fine um, but mental health was never something that somebody taught me um, or you know that people talked about that was important as well so that was kind of my mission so when I got back to Google I sent a couple of internal emails to, to groups that we have at Google um, and I shared my story and when I shared my story, I said that, you know, that I had been going through this and that I would like to offer some stress management trainings in order to help people understand why it is so important to take care of yourself also from a mental perspective and, you know, where stress actually comes from and all these different things that you are obviously listening now today to for a couple of months already now um, but yeah and that was extremely powerful and um, as some of you know over 300 people reached out to me in only two days sharing with me similar stories and it felt I was so inspired and I felt so empowered by all of this that then I decided to go my own way um, and to leave Google in order to become a full-time stress management coach but you know even during that period it was so powerful um, to to help people um, and to give my first training um, at the time still internally. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, yeah, it was really, it was really, you know, I'm always looking at this period and I'm thinking to myself, it was extremely, extremely difficult. I cannot tell you how long it took me to take that step and to go to the doctor. Um, you know, how many thoughts I had on my mind until I made that decision. And at the same time, it was an extremely beautiful time for me because I learned so much about myself, right? We always talk about how empowering it is and that especially the negative experiences and the hardship in our life moves us forward. And the challenges in our life have to be there in order for us to make learnings and to really pay attention sometimes as well. So, so yeah, so it was a really cool period of time in my life. Now, looking back at that, obviously, um, during the time, I didn't really feel like that initially. And... <clears throat> And I remember as well that when I gave my first stress management training, I was obviously extremely nervous, but I felt also very vulnerable. Um, I told my story um, for the first like five to ten minutes before jumping into my very first training. And I almost felt like crying, like I almost felt like bursting into tears because it felt so... I felt so vulnerable, vulnerable speaking um, in front of almost 100 people about my own story, and it was the very first time that I shared it so widely. My team didn't know that I that I had left, and my team didn't know the reason of why I was on a medical leave. So I felt really vulnerable and yeah, and emotional. Um, but you know, like it it brought me forward and it connected me to so many people because of that, because I shared my experience. And this is kind of the first thing that I want to share with you, because when you are listening to this right now and you find yourself in a similar position, maybe you are saying, oh, I have similar symptoms. Um, there is something that is going on in my life as well. Maybe I have a burnout. Um, I encourage you to speak to somebody. So first of all, if 
you want to look at that health questionnaire that I had to answer, I actually put it together for you as well and you can find it on my homepage. So if you go to www.bluemountainmindfulness.com and you stay on the homepage and you scroll down just a little bit um, on the page, um, under my podcast um, there is a link that gives you the health questionnaire PDF. You can download this PDF for free and you can answer the questions that I had to answer myself as well. And you can kind of just do a personal check-in with yourself um, and see how you're doing. Um, obviously, you don't have to share these results with anyone. It's absolutely confidential. You don't have to share them with me. But I encourage you to just maybe do a check-in and check and be really honest with yourself as well, right? It's always really hard to admit what is really going on. But be honest with yourself. Nobody else will look at the answers um, and just check in and see how you're doing. And then once you have the results, if, if you need them, you don't you obviously don't have to do that health questionnaire. Maybe you're already feeling like there's a lot of true things that you're hearing from me right now and you might just think, oh maybe I should go and see a doctor. Go just go see a doctor. Um, you can also talk to someone, find someone that you really trust and that you feel like will understand you. That's what I did. When I woke up <laughs> that on that one day, early August, I went to see a really good friend of mine. Um, she is in her 50s, so she's kind of a mother figure for me, being away from home, home from home, right? Um, and I went to her because I knew that she would support me. She She's a mother of three and she's extremely sweet and I really love her and I knew um, that that she would help me and that she would say the right things to me. So when I told her that I decided to take a break and that I decided to go to see a doctor, she was extremely supportive. So I really encourage you to do the same thing. I really needed that at that period, right? We sometimes, sometimes we make this decision, but then it's always kind of helpful to have this kind of external nudge from somebody else. So think about a person that you can talk to. If you don't have a person, come and talk to me. Really, I'm here for you. Um, I, it's extremely important for me that people take care of themselves. Unfortunately, we do that kind of late sometimes, but it's better late than never. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, go to a doctor, take some time off, extremely important. I t I've been talking obviously to a lot of different people over the last couple of months about burnout, about their own experiences with mental health. And a lot of people tell me, oh, I'm t I took two weeks off, or I took three weeks off, I took four weeks off. And I'm always, I, you know, everybody its own thing. There's obviously no right or wrong answer. I, for myself, would have not been able to go back to work after four weeks at home um, because once you're experiencing burnout and depression, it's not something that you're fixing in a four-week period, except if you maybe take medication. I don't know because I don't have any experiences with that. Um, but I, you know, it's obviously kind of hard um, to go back into work with a new mindset. Maybe it is already enough um, and you're strong enough to do that and then obviously that's totally okay. I, I, I believe and I guess I believe that because I have this own personal experience is that you need more time. Um, if you don't use medication, I believe that you need more time because really the goal of taking time off is to create 
new habits and new patterns. Um, and if you only stay at home for three to four weeks, in my mind and in my opinion, you don't have enough time to create new habits and new patterns in order to be really strong when you get back and not slip back into your old patterns really quickly. Um, so yeah, so find somebody to talk to. Another indication that you might be burned out is that if you have been going on a vacation for two weeks or maybe even three weeks and you come back and you still feel exhausted, that is also a really good indication that there is there has just been a lot on your plate lately and that you need more time off to relax. I talk to a lot of people all the time and they tell me that yeah, sometimes they feel extremely exhausted and they just came back from a vacation. And that is a pretty good, bad sign <laughs> that, you, that you're still pretty burned out. So now to the next question. Um, if you are feeling burned out, um, what has that to do with depression and anxiety? I had no idea. So I was doing some research. Um, and so why burnout and depression is in some medical terms actually viewed as one and as the same is that um, that you're suffering from extreme emotional exhaustion and that you're worrying and all these different things and that you have negative thoughts and those characteristics are both used for explaining burnout and for explaining depression and the only real difference in kind of medical terms is that Burnout comes from extreme stress at work and work overload over a longer extended period of time. And depression kind of, they'd say, is a little bit more all-encompassing. So you don't only um, suffer from burnout at work and from depression at work, I guess, but also, you know, it has an effect on your hobbies, it has an effect on your family, and you're kind of feeling depressed altogether, which... I think it's kind of, I think I I don't see a difference because I believe that if you are suffering from burnout, it will have an effect on your hobbies and on your personal life as well. It is it, it that's just what it is, because you can't separate the two, right? Um, in my opinion, when you're feeling extremely stressed out and extremely exhausted from work, it will have an effect. On your personal life as well but from a medical perspective and from kind of a definition and scientific perspective that is the difference between burnout and depression and then anxiety is also a mental illness a mental health disease um, and anxiety is basically defined as extreme worry and extreme nervousness and fear about the future and kind of just having that fear all the time during your day as well and um, what is really interesting with anxiety is, as I already mentioned, that a lot of stress hormones are released all the time in order to keep you going, right? We are almost using anxiety in order to still be productive at work and be performant and be focused as well because the stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol will help us be focused and will help us keep going. So we need to have a very high stress hormone release in order to be there but then obviously kind of the the opposite is depression so when we can't perform anymore we are falling into this kind of deep dark hole and then we have all these negative thoughts and we feel extremely exhausted and this is kind of why anxiety and depression very often go together which I also didn't know at the time last year. And so yeah, so this is kind of the definitions of burnout, depression and anxiety. 
and I know that it is extremely hard to admit to yourself that you might be suffering from burnout um, so it really asks for your own self-awareness and for your own honesty right it's not easy to be honest to ourselves and tell ourselves hey um, there might be something going on in my life that I haven't been taking good care of that I haven't controlled very well and now I need to work with the consequences and that's okay I, I'm telling you there are so many people out there that are suffering from burnout and anxiety and depression I'm sure that the kind of the you know the black numbers or however you call it um, they are even higher than what we know and what we've seen in the statistics um, because a lot of people still don't talk about it because there's still such a negative stigma around mental health um, so yeah so I want to really encourage people to talk more about it um, and to just take care of themselves because that's the most important thing at the end of the day. Nobody else will do it for you. That is always one of the most important things that I am telling my clients. You need to choose for yourself what you need in your life. Nobody took that choice from me. I had conversations with my family and with my partner and my friends beforehand over and over and over again but nobody took my hand and said come on Julia you need to go to the doctor in order to get a prescription or in order to take time off nobody did that I had to make this decision by myself it was extremely difficult um, even when I made the decision I still kind of struggled with that decision um, and wondered if I had done the right thing but it, it was so important that I made that decision. It was so important that I took care of myself and that I really um, found the strength in myself already in kind of that weak spot where I was in and tell myself, this is just what I have to do in order to get better. Um, so if you are finding yourself in the same position, I can only encourage you and highly recommend to you to take care of yourself and to not listen to what other people tell you Go see a doctor, have a chat with them and find the best solution for yourself. Um, it's super, super important. So um, yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you took a lot of learnings from this podcast episode today. I hope you learned um, what burnout is, what depression and anxiety is. I hope you learned a little bit more about the signals and about kind of how these three if, um, symptoms are connected. Um, I hope that you learned a little bit about what you can do if you um, realize now that you might be suffering from burnout and depression or anxiety or all three of them as well. And yeah, I, I really hope that this is encouraging for you to take care of yourself. And you know, I'm always saying that this is exactly the reason of why I am teaching stress management because I want to help people understand that they don't have to wait until they are burned out they don't have to wait until they feel depressed and anxious because that is a sign from your body that that you have taken it way too far um, and unfortunately I believe that there's not enough education nowadays in our even in schools in college and um, at work that we need to take care of ourselves on a regular basis every day in order to make sure that we are not getting 
overwhelmed by work and that we understand of what we need to do in order to practice self-care that morning routines are important um, that you know um, switching off and completely disconnecting from work is really important that you are setting boundaries there's so many powerful topics around stress management and as you know it's a huge passion of mine to really help people understand that and it is my mission that people understand that mental health is extremely important, especially in the workplace, and that there are things that we can do in order to get better. There are short-term stress management tools, there are long-term stress management tools, namely personal development, understanding our own patterns, creating new habits in order to move forward and be more empowered and live a really happy and healthy life. So if you have any questions, if you have any comments, you can always come by to my Instagram account at Blue Mountain Mindfulness and leave a comment under the today's podcast post. Um, I'm always really excited to hear from you. I really want to help you. Um, I know that burnout can be a very uncomfortable con conversational, uncomfortable topic. You can always reach out to me one-to-one -one as well, no matter through which channel, whatever is more comfortable for you. But but take a first step. If you're listening to this podcast today and you're thinking to yourself, this sounds unfortunately a little bit like me, this sounds like I'm going through something similar, then this is your invitation and your motivation to take a first step in the right direction and take care of yourself. With that said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Thank you so much for watching this podcast on YouTube. And I'm always extremely grateful that you are here and that you are starting to take care of yourself. With gratitude, Julia. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a 5-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them. No matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and a summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. In that way, you can also send me any questions that you might have. And as I mentioned, I also have a wonderful YouTube channel now where you can post comments and questions. So please reach out. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia.